Yeah, I know. I'll be careful. I need you to because I don't like the squeaks. I understand. I'll keep the squeaks to a minimum. Hello and welcome to the Podcat Podcast. You started it without me knowing, you sneaky oh, bastard. I made it weird. <laughs> hey everyone, it's me. I'm drunk. <laughs> Hi drunk, I'm Sam. And welcome to the Podcat Podcast, the premier podcast of the Podcat Podcast Network. My name is Sam, I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined as always by my co-host Drunk. How are you doing today, Drunk? I'm good. Are you... What? Good, good job. How's your, how's your day been today? What's new? It has been really good, and I went on a fun trip, and I did yoga. We did yoga. I got all my rings closed. You got and all your rings closed. I walked a, a million steps. So s- certain Apple there. Watch users will uh, intuitively understand what you mean, but for the layperson, uh, can you describe what closing the rings mean? Um, it's pink, green, and blue. And you have to close them all with different activities. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> you're just very cute. I, think you're I don't understand. Oh, okay, well listen, it's pink, green, and blue. And shut it down. Okay. okay, you set your own goal for pink. And I, I got a medal today because I did 200%. On that, and so pink is your steps. It's your goal for your own steps, and you can set that. So, if you are very sedentary, maybe you only set your steps at like a hundred. I don't think you can actually do that. But like, if someone is only having a hundred steps in a day, no more than that, they are in serious trouble. Yeah, they work from home and they walk to the bathroom, their bed, and their chair. They work from home and they are seriously depressed. Yeah, and um, probably suffering through some physical ailment. A hundred is very low. No, I agree. Hundred's not good, which is why mine's not at a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I got two hundred percent of a hundred. I'm doing great. I'm so healthy. <laughs> JK. I can't remember what my goal is anymore, but like if you pass it like X number of days in the week, then it gives you a message and says, hey girl, you did good last week. Let's up this count. And I keep doing that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then some days I don't make it and they're like, hey girl, listen, listen you didn't make it. Let's, <laughs> let's get this back down where it's achievable for you. <laughs> and it makes me feel like a fat. <laughs> and I'm like, Shut up, pink ring. You're stupid. I hate you. Okay, so pink, green, and yellow are rings of a fitness app. And this app helps you track your fitness progress and kind of achieve your goals. I think it's like iHealth or Apple Health. Yeah, I know you really like it. I love it. I have to say, my Apple Watch is one of the best purchases that I've had in years. It's been really good. I mean, like as far as tech purchases go, Mm -hmm. it's very good. Um, I like it a lot. I also had a Fitbit for some time, and I did not like it as much. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so I was wearing simultaneously my Apple Watch and my Fitbit. So I had my Fitbit on one wrist and my Apple Watch on the other. And I was, I felt weird about it. Let me mm-hmm. just say that. As a person that's not like crazy fit, I was just like, this is excessive. But I bought my kids one, both of them, for their birthday last year. And they wanted to do Fitbit challenges with me. And I said, fine. Mm -hmm. And then I lost my Fitbit. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I really like the Apple Watch. Because 
it's so expensive, I would lose my shit if I lost it. So that keeps you honest? Yeah, really. I sometimes do that double or nothing thing where it's like, oh, I'm losing my keys. Well, say I go to the plasma center and it's like, I might lose my headphones in the air because it's kind of risky. I'll put the headphones under my keys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I probably won't lose my headphones now, but I'm really triple or nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've, I've been kind of doing some of that lately. Where I'm just like, this is enough high stakes enough that I'm getting myself into yeah. that I know it won't fail because if it fails, everything's dead. <laughs> exactly. Um, your green ring is your exercise. And I think you have to just do like, you have to do at minimum 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And I did that like a lot today because I walk like many miles and I did yoga and I also cleaned out the garage today. Yeah. Which is good. Super ultra productive day, as per the huge yeah. in our world. I'm a, I'm a, I hit a wall on being productive at some point today. I saw it. I saw you hit it, and I was like, I can't let that get me down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let Sam drag me down in the mud with him. Hey. <laughs> hey. I work very hard. I'm just... Sometimes you need to walk away from the working very hard for a little while. I'm just kidding. Everyone needs breaks. (laughs) But that's not what the three rings are about. Three rings are not about breaks. The blue ring is... I would love it if we get to 20 minutes and it's just been the three rings an explanation of them. It would be the best podcast ever. Listen. Shut up. Shut up. Listen. Go on. I'm real bad at closing my green ring... Because I don't like to uh, spend my time exercising. I like to spend my time doing other things that uh-huh. I'm passionate about. But recently, I my boss is so inspiring. Yeah. She is so... Okay, guys. We should name or identify this person. But we should just, I think, leave it at saying that Veronica's boss is a fitness guru who's had some incredible personal achievements with like self-improvement and growth and kind of not at a stage where that typically happens. I think like a... Yeah, shut shut up, shut up, shut up. I'll tell the story. You get on Instagram and you follow her reset underscore Steph. And she would love to have followers. Okay. She would love to have people that understand the, the, the hardship and like, okay, so, so my boss is amazing and I went to South by 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 South Listen, Sam. I can't stand it. Anyways, she's... What happened to your computer? I think we're good. Well, in this episode, I'm the hot Mac boy and you're Judge John Hodgman. (laughs) Go on. Anyways, reset underscore step. She has a very good story. So she lost like I think it's like ninety or ninety five pounds, mm-hmm. and um, and then as her gift for a milestone birthday, she ran a goddamn Ironman, and I was like, well, that doesn't sound like a gift, <laughs> and she's like, no, I did in Hawaii and or Miami or so like some cool ass beach, and I was like, all right, that sounds more like a gift. That sounds good. 
She's like, you should do it if you really want to. She goes, you're the type of person that can do, like, that kind of shit. She goes, you perform at a goddamn high-ass level. And I was like, yeah, I fucking could. And so now she's training me to do a triathlon. She's your coach. She's my coach. And it's real hard work. Mm. So that's really what the green ring is about is is triathlon (laughs) what's your problem (laughs) shut up what's your problem right now I haven't even gotten to the last ring (laughs) there's more rings how are there more Listen to me. The best game that I ever played when I was a kid was Sonic the Hedgehog, and that's all about rings. So, you know, I feel like maybe Apple understood what my generation needed, and it was just collecting rings. Not to be offset by one goddamn upset where you have, like, hundreds of rings, and you ran to one pokey item, and then all you could recover is, like, 18 rings. Horseshit. Okay, so just the recap. Pink Rings is doing steps in your goal. Like, say your goal is 100 steps. <laughs> Whatever. You meet Such it. Such a step. You it's get like... a ring. Green Rings is about running triathlons. <laughs> it's about exercise, dum-dum. <laughs> triathlons. What's the next ring? Okay, the next one is Blue Ring, and it's the littlest ring. And it's the one that'll make you feel like shit. Uh-huh. Because if you can't close this ring... You're goddamn lazy. All it is, is it's like, hey girl, stand up 12 times a day. That's all it is. And sometimes I don't make it. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you stand up like every hour, and sometimes I'm like, I really have to be working right now. And it's so bad because it reminds you at like 10 to the hour hey, now seems like a good time for a break. Why don't you stand up a little bit? And I'm like, ignore. I can't. I'm working on whatever, TPS reports or DPRs and shit. I get really really sidetracked by work. So sometimes I don't stand. And then I'm just like, well, I'm standing a lot like during this one hour, but it only counts as one. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. (laughs) It should count like the amount of times you stand. But that's why I have a I have a hydraulic desks desk at work. Because I'm like, alright, fine, I'll stand. And I stand up and then I just and my desk comes up with me. So there's that. What is your problem? I think you're cute. If that's a crime, then you can convict me right now. I don't have this. She says sexually adjusting her top. (laughs) I I am dressed for success tonight, and I'll tell you why. I have my... What's happening? Where's this happening? What are you talking? I'm I'm buttoning up my shirt that was unbuttoned. (laughs) Did you just enjoy it, like, flaunting my breasts? Listen, Sam. Yes, Not everything's a free show. <laughs> okay. You, you gotta pay for it. I gotta get. complete more rings. <laughs> yeah, get more. Close your rings, goddammit. Okay. Okay, so anyways, we went to the Arboretum today and it was beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, 
true listeners of the show will understand that tulips are my favorite fucking flower. Uh huh. This might be the first time I'm mentioning this on podcast. <laughs> no, if you're a real podcast podcast listener. <laughs> They call themselves the tulips. In yeah. fact, because they know you so well. And they would be... Every two tulip knows. Two tulip knows. <laughs> tulip? Oh, shit. That's so good. Every tulip knows that it's tulips or die here on Podcast. podcast. Go on. You don't need to explain this to them. Like, it's their first time. Well, at the Arboretum, it was all about the tulips today, and I loved it. And Sam was getting a little annoyed with me. I could tell. He would say, no, I wasn't. It was you do, Veronica, whatever. But I could tell he was getting a little annoyed because I was like, oh, my God, I need to take a picture of this particular tulip. No, and I, was I did self- it at, like, everything. I was self-conscious that I was stopping on my phone too much to, like, be on my phone and not, so I was worried about annoying you all the time but, but truthfully you, you never annoyed me by being on your phone at the Arboretum oh good well that's Everyone's. nice I took a lot of pictures of uh, tulips and children <laughs> yeah you can see some of those photos on Instagram yeah yeah. Funny. I'm at typical Veronica on there as well cause I like my brand you do have good branding I wish I could be creeptastic Sam on Instagram but it's still, it's taken on most everything uh, I am Sam Shine 7 I picked that shortly after... Um, uh, Starting Sailor Moon. Yeah, well, shortly after Sailor Sunshine got really into Snaps and Grams all the time. Snaps and Grams. So then I was making an Instagram, and I was like, okay, I, I constantly Instagram as, as Sunshine, uh, but Sam never Instagrams, and I, Sam Shine was the idea. So oh, Sam that's perfect. Sunshine. How come you don't change your Twitter to Sam Shine? I probably should. I think it'd be really good. Yeah, it'd no, it's branded. very good. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, it'd be very on brand for me. It's very on brand. The whole idea of Creeptastic Sam was, yes, I'm really into and love Cthulhu and Friends. That's part of it. But I like synergy. I like the things that have kind of dual meanings. So that's one of the meanings. Probably the, the most number one meaning. But the number two meaning for me was that, like, the Creep brand is that I, I like everyone's tweets. And that I just, like, don't hold back. I just say compliments. And oh, I just shit. really yeah, put myself out that there. That is very good. You are a creep. I'm a little You're bit less. A creep. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit more Sam shiny lately <laughs> in that I'm not there all the time, but when I am, I'm very effusive. But historically, I think Creeptastic really works because That's it's like always favoriting true. everything and right into everyone's business. Yeah. And have... erring on the side of like, maybe I'll be creepy while being complimentary. <laughs> Can really I tell like... you something I don't think I've ever told you before? Mm hmm. One time, I was going through a deep, deep depression. Like, this was, like, really before I knew you very well. And um, I was just, like, you know, like, whenever you're just, like, in the trenches of, like, just going through a really, really bad time. And uh, and anyways, like, I, I guess, like, that's when we had just started talking and becoming friends. And then I noticed you were just, like... Uh, star, fu- star fucking me essentially yes. and I was just like oh my gosh that's so nice oh he's reading tweets that aren't even related to my show that's so great and it made me feel so good and I'm so, so glad. I, I think that that's one of the things that I really like about this community is that people reach out and they like each other just even it doesn't even matter if you're like a producer of a show or anything you yeah. just you get you get good shit out of things and I like that and so it made me feel really good and it helped me you know not have the darkest of days oh that's so sweet so. I, I would say out there if you're kind of like embarrassed at liking people's tweets a little too late or anything oh, like that oh shit no I love it uh, yeah yeah don't like 
tweets if it's only one person at 1 a.m. every night of your life, but just have a general attitude of error on the side of, of just liking people's crap. I like everyone. I'm not, not, not oh, one yeah, particular yeah. person, but just, just throw that out there in the world and up that a little bit. And then it's less, you're going to feel less subconscious, like you're, you're being a creep for liking someone's uh, selfies or, or t- tweets or, or, or things at 1, 3, 5 a.m. or in the afternoon or, or whenever you can't sleep or whenever you should be working, whatever it is. Just mm-hmm. kind of throw more of an energy out there into the universe and the universe will kind of reward you by just you Giving feeling more you supportive. Giving <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get a wife. <laughs> but then also just like that energy out there will be a little bit returned in that you're, you're just appreciating these things and people will feel more open to appreciating you. Yeah. Get over the barrier of, of, of putting yourself out there and just, just being happy and positive out there in the universe in ways that the universe likes and responds well to. That's a good idea. I might do, I might, I might be heart. I, I hate that they change it from stars to hearts. It's still hearts to me. Or stars. stars. It still stars to me. Stars. 100%. Yeah. Like, I loved it when Nudes are giving me the star stickers so quickly for me to pin on everyone's shit. Yes, that, that was, was so great. fun. And we were finding those star stickers, like, yeah. many wash cycles after. You know what's going to be that at this next GeeklyCon? It's glitter. Because I'm going to have a full glitter beard at one point. During are that. you? Well, for my sunshine costume. Okay, well, I got some ideas for that. So, listeners to the show, <laughs> you don't cool. already know, I'm fully cross-playing as uh, Aiko Endo, Sailor Sunshine, at GeeklyCon. I already have commissioned the Sailor outfit, and I've got golden light-up shoes and uh, earrings, all kinds of I saw your accessories shit. today. It looks yeah. very cute. Yeah. You thought they were something else? So, I was yeah. I was really hoping for a compliment. I don't know why, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you, you really thought there was something else. You're like, oh, that's a choice, <laughs> because you thought it was, I was showing you something very specific. Totally different, yeah. And that, like, it's not supposed to be, like, a pretty thing. So, yeah. you're just like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I was like, so confused. Yeah, I was like, well, uh, maybe I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. <laughs> it was like it's it's got it's crystally in its suns because they search for crystals and she's it's a sun. <laughs> it's just like oh. I felt so bad, but I was like, <laughs> okay. So this was a this was just like a point of tension in mine and Sam's relationship today that I'll share with you guys. But um, so our dryer broke, and so. The shitty thing is, is I am like, I'm just getting back from South by Southwest and I've run through all of my extra clothes. So I had all my dirty clothes that I brought back from South by and then I had all my clothes that I had been wearing. And then Sam, who is glorious and beautiful, will throw my stuff in the laundry, helps me out in significant ways. And he threw all my clothes in the laundry. Normally, it'd be a very good thing. And normally, it's very good, but right now... Our dryer broke our totally dry- unexpected. There was no warning signs at all. It went from like working totally perfectly all the time yeah. to just completely being like, I have not an ounce of left left in me to give. I was... Uh, and all I was, your clothes are wet. Yeah. Like, that's how broke it is. Yeah. All... So... And, like, the crazy thing about it is, is, like, I, I was, like, an hour late to work on Thursday because I was, like... I have to have clean clothes. And so I took something out of the dryer and I fucking blow dried it. And I was like, I gotta get this done. Oh my goodness. But um, anyways, today we went to the Arboretum and I was just like, you know, this dryer is so old. We should just replace it. So we went and we got this replacement dryer and I was going to put up a clothesline. clothesline. Anyways, a lot of things got in the way between this and that. <laughs> 
And so Sam is showing me his uh, his accessories, and I'm thinking that there's something else from a totally different thing. And I'm like completely confused. I I got a lot of mail today, like a lot of weird mail mail. from like lots of countries. Like I got a lot of lot of mail today, and I had previously I totally see why you were confused. Yeah, uh, because I had been talking about a very weird article of mail that I got that like was for something I participated in months and months and months ago Yeah, where it was this tricky person I'll maybe link things in the show notes not now tonight but like later if I decide that's whatever, important whatever whatever link to it um, so if you're curious you can, you can check that out if, if I did link to it but it was like a bunch of Star Trek fans who were helping someone who is uh, who is in Star Trek I think transition and this person I, I only like their stuff and was like uh, like saying oh this is so funny because they were making a lot of merch and it was to support this movement. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. But I had like liked one of their pages. It's a button of Will Riker. It's somewhere on my desk. If I can... Where is this? Oh my god. You have so much. Sam and I could not have different desks. My desk is organized AS. My desk is AS. sometimes better than my desk. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes worse. Why you gotta call me out? Because uh, I'm your wife. <laughs> We're not going to find it right this moment. Okay. But it's a picture of Will Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. It says, this man ate my son. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was expecting. And then he yeah. pulled out these, like, really big, like, just... They're gl- huge. They're, glittery... they're maybe too big. <laughs> no, no, no. They're fine. They're perfect. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But, um, yeah, you pulled out something totally different. And I was like... I was like, this is it, kind of like hoping for something. And you're just like... I'm confused. You're like, well, that's weird. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) So I I saw that like, I did not give Sam the reaction that he had wanted, which always puts me like kind of on edge, like... Well, I do wrong. <laughs> I was just being me, you know. I was being totally honest with them. I think that's a weird Will Riker. <laughs> weird gift to get for supporting a Star Trek person transitioning genders yeah. and having a button being sent to you for supporting the movement. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was so fucking strange. <laughs> and then you were you were you were kind of pissed off at me. I mean, whatever. You mean before or in yeah. general? Like not related to that? Yeah, sure. You were yeah, just kind of like it was a tough night. And then um, <laughs> and then you were like, "Are you mad?" And I was just like, "I don't know. I just feel upset because I can't. I don't have any clothes, and I keep on having to re- redo all my clothes right now. Which we wouldn't bought a dryer tonight." And it'll be delivered on Thursday. Yeah, forever. Yeah, so long. And uh, because we are in Texas and we refuse to get a truck. We just refuse. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just... If, if you want to get a truck, I, I love you and I'm very married to you. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, I will not never in my life purchase a truck. <laughs> well, if I do, you do. Because that's how marriage works. I know. Well, we... We both purchased JK, cars JK, and JK. choose, like, this is the car that I'm getting yeah, at this no, time. No, I'm good. Sure, it's both of our money. <laughs> yeah. We both work very hard for both those cars. Um, but in any event, I was just, like, at that point, like, I just had so much and, like, all this stuff. And I was just like, none of my clothes are washed. And I keep having to rewear these same things. And I just need to feel understood and heard that I'm struggling right now. And you're <laughs> after I like shunned your earrings like accidentally was you were understood and you were heard. My, the terse response there I didn't realize we are going to get this into this on air 
the oh. response being kind of terse wasn't related to the earrings or oh, anything like that. It was, uh, I, 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 um, well, we, we can choose to cut this, have it at any amount go on air or yeah, not go whatever. on air. But like after the arboretum and everything like that, I really wanted to uh, put the kids to bed, do, do a couple of things. And we, we were really turning the garage inside out looking for this charger to help put the clothesline up. And it was not going to be found. And yeah. an hour in, it wasn't going to be found. And I was really ready to do other things and committed to do a lot of things to help your situation in the morning. Go to the laundromat, buy the things we need. It wasn't going to be found. But it was, this is 9, 10, and a long day of work. An hour was turning into an hour and a half, was turning into more at working at this project. And I was really frustrating and not being able to like pull away from that. Or I know I could have just gone and done my own thing, but I would have felt bad or guilty at doing that. But this, the, there, there was no solution. We were working at this thing, and I really wanted to come at it in the morning. Oh, that's interesting. So I so think like what that our was, listeners so, are just hearing is just like, hey, listen, Sam, Sam and V are not perfect, and we have communication errors. And for but yeah, but so the terseness there was, yeah, was completely coming course. from that. It was not coming from that. So I don't. Ever, I understand the laundry was, but I was going to the laundromat tomorrow morning. You know. Whatever. Um, yeah, so in any event, though, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. That's a bad thing about alcohol is that you sometimes forget. Okay. But in any event, um, we're playing a game of hand and foot tournament, and you won two of the first two games. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You're doing I'm saying that out loud. Very I might be, good. I might be jinxing it. But like, I, the last game was as, as much luck as you could cut. Possibly my my goal is to get you to game nine and then play game ten at GeeklyCon. Yeah. I felt like the last game was going so good that I felt like I was jinxing it by like continuing to double down on my luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I drew twice. Not like kind of drew, but like fully drew the pile twice on my hand. I laid down. Oh my god, you caught that bug like in your bare hands really. You're like Eon Flux right now. With I've always fight. been like Eon Flux. Yeah. And how dare you ever say that? And that Surprise. You, and that you're so badass and you're the best ever and you choke right at the last second. Wait, what? That's Eon Flux. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. I'll kill you. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I think you were the best person. And I love you so much. And you were one of my heroes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. But I feel real weird. I'm bad at compliments. Listen, I got a compliment at work the other day where someone said that they were impressed by me. They were like, listen. And it's someone that's in a very powerful position, right? And they were like, I want you to hear me. You impress me. And I don't say that to people. (laughs) And I was just like, cool. I don't take compliments well, so I really need to stop talking about was this. this I don't want to pry too much to have anything come out in there. Was this someone kind of in your normal orbit? It is. Okay. Yeah. Is this someone who outranks you? Yeah. Okay. So it was really interesting. It, it's someone that's not in my chain of command or anything like okay. that. But it was really interesting. I was just like, okay. Gotcha. And I must not talk about this because I'm... And I just told him, I was like, 
I'm not good at taking compliments. I appreciate your kind words. I would love to change the subject. True Lips and I will have noticed that you said him. Interesting. I wonder who that says. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the True Lips are on it. Scoop Troop. Get out I'll, your t- I'll tell you after we finish recording. <laughs> okay. I hope I'm doing good at work. I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of projects and they're all very extraordinarily successful lately. I feel like I've got like a lot of good successes and feathers in my cap in the last little while. I've heard a lot about you. For, so in in terms of where we are in work, um, I'm, at a, I'm in a different level of, of management than Sam is, and I hear about Sam from my colleagues who are very impressed with him and my peers, and I'm like, I feel like this is also a compliment at me, and I can't take this, and so I will relay this message, thank you, goodbye, and I just leave. <laughs> I just feel like I'm, I'm worried that I'm a little <laughs> erring on being too high strung at work lately oh, and too stressed out. Like, yeah. there's the, a couple situations where I feel like, <laughs> just on an interpersonal level, I, I, I was a little awkward or, or something uncomfortable. And... Well, I think. Okay, so the. The, the, the one. The, what do you think of the one, honestly? Quiet, like, quiet, the, the quiet. one big one. I what still, do you mean the one big one? The one big mean? awkward situation that I kind of either caused or didn't diffuse happened the past month. Don't know what you're talking. You don't know. You don't is this with the card that came in? No, that, that that's no big deal. That's whatever. I don't know what that's you're talking bullshit. about. I mean, the one that I felt really uncomfortable about, and I told you about a lot, and it was. I'm gonna ask you for your forgiveness because I have had many drinks. Tonight. That's okay. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it later sorry. off air. I put you really on the spot on air, I feel but terrible. I just wonder if things like that that I'm either causing or not diffusing. Oh, I wonder if that's getting in my way of all the success. <laughs> was this something that happened while I was at South by Southwest? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Okay, now ask me your question again because I've forgotten what so that So my question was. was, is that a normal human thing that happens every year or quarter or so that I just need to get past and continue to be confident 100%. and happy? 100%. I have awkward situations with my superiors, like, frequently. Uh-huh. Because I tend to... I have a very different standard for myself, for them, for just in general. And my goal is to move my organization in a way that is, like, more accepting of different ideas and different types of people. And we live in a very conservative time and in place. And that's not always received very well. And so for me, I feel like I'm constantly like, like, oh, well, right now I'm sticking out like a sore thumb and this person feels like they need to coddle me to make it better, you know? But I don't, I don't let that get in, in the way and you should not let that get in the way because if you're constantly thinking about like, oh, what is this situation and what does this person think of me or whatever, that's all that person's going to see. They're always going to just see like, Oh, we had this one weird encounter and now he can't recover. Oh, sure. You know, so just like the the point of being a high performance person is that you fucking like, okay, something weird happened. Cool. I've learned from that and I'm goddamn moved on. And I think like that's the thing that people expect from a high performance individual. Like I think yourself. so too. And I think yeah. I, I continue to to perform and everything. I just like I'm very honest and raw with yeah. the true lips and with podcast people and with you. I think so. And the thing that I think like 
the podcast listener. I would really like to go long on this podcast. If oh you're no, fine. Yeah, you, you see me looking at the clock. Let's just go over and we go. Okay, great. it's about whatever the fuck we want to talk about, but whenever the fuck. Whenever. But the I will fuck. say, I don't want to edit this one, so we got to decide fine. that it's all going in or not. All it's all in. in. It's all in. I'm not editing. It's all that. in. Okay. Yeah. Have we ever edited a podcast? We have not released podcasts. And I'm saying oh, we're either okay, going to okay, 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 keep okay. doing this or we're going to start something new or we're going to release it. I gotcha, it. I gotcha, I gotcha. So, um, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? Shit. High performers, move on. High performers, move on. Be the best you that you can be, you know? and Because that's the thing that people, that's why you're in the position that you're in is because people have seen you, you know, be in a certain position and improve it, make that position better for the next person, make it better for the organization, and then you zip on to the next thing, improve, um, make it better, and set the next person up for success. And I feel like that's really where you're at is that you're just like, bam, I make something better. And I make it better for the next person, Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to move on. And Mm -hmm. so it really shows that you're like determined to climb as high as you can on the ladder and be as valuable as you can be. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I heard myself say something weird. Um, so yeah, that, that, I don't know. I hear about you all the time. And Thanks. what the podcast listeners may not understand is that the Sam that you know from podcast, from podcast, from GeeklyCon. From liking all your tweets. From liking all your tweets. From soliciting Twitter, selfies in a borderline creepy way. Let me Sometimes in an overtly creepy way through a let me for tell which you I apologize. What. <laughs> You're so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Samuel Brady is not that person at work. Samuel Brady is the, I mean, epitome of professional. I envy your professionalism on many levels. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm ready to do DPRs and chew all gum. And guess what, bitches? I'm all out of gum. I have I have had meetings where like and I've never had a meeting with a man where I've done this but a meeting with another woman which I am close with where I've just broken down sobbing in tears because things are hard for women in the position that I'm in where we're constantly dealing with sexism and just just outright bullshit, you know, and like there's been some insane bullshit you've told me. Yeah. That's happened. That's just like unthinkable. Where I, I or anyone else any, any, any male person to be any male person position. to be put in that position would just be like, Okay, well this is not gonna work for me yeah. and you know, whatever. But as a female it just like it's so difficult Do to Do you remember walk that, that line where that guy kept on talking to me? Yeah. After I like continued to just you heard the responses yes. where I was just like unsubscribe <laughs> yeah like it was pretty much just blankly saying to this person unsubscribe remove me from, from this no go yeah. away and he kept on doubling down on that situation that would never have happened in a million years no in other roles that was some real real bullshit i really appreciated your response so i can tell you a little bit about this conversation so it was um, at, a, at a large event that I was hosting with... Very big, very public. You're very hosting. Public. I'm hosting a public event. Yes. And I am the MC for this and, you know, all the all these other things. A lot of important people. Many important Organization people. for our careers at this event. <laughs> and this one person talks about um, to Sam, like, oh, you're such a... I'm going to generalize this very much so it doesn't come back as, like, verbatim. But um, basically, like, oh, you're such a lucky guy because 
I think your wife is extremely beautiful and leaves it at that. And Samuel is, and I don't know what to say at this. I'm just like, I'm so caught off guard, like deer in headlights. And you are just like, she is a remarkable woman. Yeah. I will say (laughs) we're editing and censoring quite a bit. So it doesn't come out to that. It's that times a, a, a strong multiplier. Like yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot less um, tame way of saying that, that sort of a thing. And it's a lot more like a uh, confrontational way of saying that, that that thing is this person dead. And very pub- like everyone's involved. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny. And uh, I was just like, well, it wasn't funny at all, but I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, this is terrible. <laughs> but I mean, like the thing about it is, is that I mean, like, I've had just that, you know, that particular instance in and of itself. I had a meeting about that, like, later on where I was just like, fuck, this thing happened. And I, like, I didn't know what to do. I kind of froze on myself. I was so pissed. And Mm -hmm. I should have said this. And, you know, the person who was my mentor was just like, no, you shouldn't have. Because, I mean, you're just at that point where, like, that person can choose to snap you in half if they want to. And so, you know, like you get the, you get these things where it's just kind of like, I mean, I I have to have that paycheck. And that's the shitty position that women are in is that like, I have to bring home the paycheck. No one is going to recover, you know, my, my goddamn losses if that person does decide to snap me in half and I don't have a job anymore, you know? And so it was just really interesting to hear that person's perspective and, I just had this long crying fest of just like, I can't believe that happened. And I was so humiliated that it happened in front of my husband and like all these things. And she was like, you got to move the fuck on and, you know, like, and, you know, put yourself in positions where that doesn't happen anymore and blah, blah, blah. And it was really nice because she set up a really excellent plan for me to navigate the rest of my time when I have to deal with that person. And it has been amazing since then because she has decades of experience of that. And it was so cool to just be like, oh, I trust this. And this is someone I trust implicitly. And I was just like so excited to get her advice on that and everything because it's really changed the way that I approach um, situations of sexism in in general uh, going forward. But as I was saying, I admire you and your professionalism because had the shoe been on the other foot and some lady was saying like, oh, Veronica, you're so lucky. Sam is so fucking just hot or whatever. In front of like all of our bosses was just like, oh, you're so lucky. But how about that cervix must be really bruised from that huge dick, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I've, I've been like, all right, uh, can someone hold my purse and earrings for me, please? Because I'm about to take this bitch down. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the difference between you. <laughs> I take down a bitch with my fist and you take down a dude with the, your words. <laughs> I tried to diffuse the situation as much as I could out my words in the moment. It was moment. very funny. Mm-hmm. I was just, oh, and then just reflecting on that, I'm just like, man, I have so much to learn from Sam and he's very good. Oh, thank you so much. You're just constantly professionally composed. Speaking of composing, I sent out, and please applaud me for my drunken segue here. I asked some people to compose some questions some for questions us. Some questions for the podcast. <laughs> Could you please read those questions okay. at us? Look it up, Sammy. It. Look it up. 
Thank you, Sam. Question number one comes from Heidi. Heidi, she's a lonely girl. I used to watch the movie Heidi with Shirley Temple all the time when I was a kid. And that's a, that's a thing about me is that I will watch things over and over and I've always been like that. Hmm. I watched Heidi. I don't even know how many times. Yeah, you do love rewatching things. I love to. I love the fucking rewatch. You know what? I went through a real kick of very deliberately not rereading or not rewatching anything, even though I'd be tempted to. Where I just every time I'd want to, I'd be mm-hmm. like, "No, I want to do new things, so I can just like have the experience of having new horizon expanding things." Ooh. And I feel like when I'm in a new genre of thing, I will I will be so good at never repeating. And for me right now, that's comics. I'd kind of have oh, the temptation okay. of rereading like Monstrous or Batwoman or some of the early comics that I got like crazy into, mm-hmm. and, I, and I I really really love to this day. I need to read but Monstrous. I just keep reading. You really should. I think you'd really love it. Do we have that in the um, in the physical copy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I need we, to just do that. We've got the physical kind of trades of of Monstrous One and Monstrous Two. Let's get you get a oh, okay. Good yeah, amount of I gotta reading. get on that. You know who first recommended that to me was Kim. From the Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really good. I think. Yeah. I think you especially like you're the number one person I wanted to talk to about monsters more than anyone. I'm so sorry. It talks about a lot of no, no, don't be sorry. It talks about a lot of themes and like things that I just I like talk to you a lot that are kind of unique and singular mm-hmm. to some piece of fiction. I'm interested in doing that. I also tend to stay away from things that. So and when I get um, recommendations for. Things. Oh, is this yours? Yeah, that's mine. I I thought that you wanted to try my tequila. I thought I was drinking my skinny bitch. (laughs) So, um, I will often stay away from things that are just like, oh, this is is so up your alley. It's very much like what you do or whatever. Um, You should watch or read such and such. And I will purposefully not because if I haven't by then, I'm like... Uh, I don't want to influence my own crap, you know. But so I'll stay away from Monstrous it. Monstrous is like such a comic book. And yeah, comic no, no, books no. Are like I'm, I'm so different yeah. than like a podcast. It certainly has a lot of horror, like visceral, graphic. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Something's immediately happening to you. Horror, like a Sayer or a Cthulhu and Friends horror in that way. Yeah. But other than that, it's a comic book that explores a lot of comic booky things, you know. For sure. So you were saying Heidi. <laughs> she had a question for Heidi. <laughs> Panda Bumham. Panda Bumham. Bumham, right? Bumham. Bumham. Uh, uh, <laughs> excellent, delightful, gregarious, very, very bright, sunshiny person. Says, hey, podcast podcast. What is your favorite fictional universe? What fictional universe could you see yourself living in? Star Trek. Go ahead. Agreed. Star Trek, uh, specifically Star Trek Discovery. It is my favorite fucking show of, I would say, the last, let's just say like 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. I will rank Star Trek Discovery above Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. which I fucking loved. But I think I love Star Trek Discovery more so. And I would not want to live in any other fucking fictional world that I live. Other fictional worlds are like so, like so much horrible things just happening, even though they're good. Well, let me let me backtrack. Let me backpedal on that. I love Grey's Anatomy. Oh, here's one I thought of. 
And I would live in Grey's Anatomy and be a surgeon. I've got an Go excellent on. answer. This is okay. a great answer. Because what is it? if this answer is where you live in, so many things are possible. And I think it's a mark of a good fictional universe where I live in. That's kind of the reason Star Trek is such a great answer. Because mm-hmm. what life could you have in Star Trek? Any. Any, any fucking life. Any okay. goddamn thing. And not only kind of could you, but you probably would. Because in Star Trek, you can absolutely make the exceptional happen. I think I know what your answer is, but go ahead. Okay. Is it the good place? Oh, no. That's not my answer. Because that's a good answer. Because you live forever. That's a good one. And you have a focus on (laughs) self-improvement. Well, if you're one of the titular characters, if you're one of, like, the main characters. I I know. Um, We're we're led to believe that it's a little bit unique to these main characters. But it's also the common theme of the show. So I feel like if you're in that universe, even if you're not one of the main characters... Self improvement is in the air, in in the energy of the world around you, a little bit more so than in other universes, just because it's the central driving force of that universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that's not the answer I thought that you had. So, well, what was the answer you thought I had? Oh, I thought that you were going to come to a total agreement with me that it would be Ready Player One. Like, yeah, you can be whoever you want to be in there. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. That is all answers. I feel like... You could be Star Trek. I feel like if we live long enough and don't be killed by the Trump administration, then we do get to live in Ready Player One. Like, I wouldn't choose that because I feel like it's been chosen for us by, like, Mark Zuckerberg, (laughs) Jeff Bezos... Uh, and, and Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I feel like those three people have already decided that for us, and it's just happening. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, listen, we're here to make beautiful products. <laughs> yeah. All right. And we don't care if there's no government. No. You don't get to vote for changes together. Just the world slowly deteriorates, and all that's left is the infrastructure that's there, and the norms get slowly broken over time. That's the part of Weird Play 1 I think it's a little glossed over. It's like, oh no, I guess government does just end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Somewhere out there. Okay, Heidi. Government government has ended. Government ends. Comment. I got up in the middle of the night last night to go go purr. To go pee. It says purr. It says purr, but I know she means pee. No one gets up to go... Heidi bladder. is a kitty cat and needs to go just sit That's in the corner. That's not how you spell purr. P-U-R is kitty cat. Okay. Well, we don't know what Heidi is. I'm and pretty sure she means pee. Who knows what words mean. Okay. <laughs> and ended up stepping in car vomit. Pray for me. What is car vomit? What I think she means cat vomit. Oh, so how, now- are, how am I the drunkest? So now it's a cat thing. <laughs> Okay, well, that's actually pretty cute because you call it. Uh, Heidi, I will pray for you to get spell check. <laughs> and I'm very sorry for your loss. I don't pray. So. I also don't pray. <laughs> so, okay, so we live in a very conservative area. You, 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 you uh, I, it's, it's not a matter of, I, I, I think that people get this perception of me and it's not quite true. Matter of blending to, to get ahead. That's not exactly true. I love all sorts of different people. Uh, 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 there are people who are different than me and, and everything like that. And I see, like, strength and, like, learning from other people's strengths. All kinds of different circumstances. I live in a lot of places where people are slightly different than me, and that's fine. But here's the one time where I don't kind of just be very amiable and everything like that. It's when I'm asked to be an invocator at Toastmasters. Have you ever been in the room for that? Mm-mm. Okay. 
Are you ready? Are you ready for me to lead the invocation for podcast? Please, please lead the invocation so, please. for the beginning. How about I'll do the How about I'll do the traditional invocation, and you can do your okay invocation. Okay, I will just preface before this: when I do my invocation, just totally understand and accept that I've been asked in a very religious contest context yes. to do a very religious invocation. Okay, I'm gonna. Go I'm, I, they would have gotten that from my. Well, example. I like to say things. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, uh, I'd like to lead the pledge of allegiance. Under God, it's always like under God. Yeah, and I never not say it. And thing. he never says it. Um, and then, please join me for um, a moment of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, for whom all things glorify your name and presence, we come to you humbly, asking for forgiveness for our horrific sins, and thank you for Toastmasters. It's always really short, but it starts with a really crazy preamble yeah. to our Father above. Okay, you ready for it if I masturbate the invocation? Yeah, go on, go on. Well, everyone, I've been asked to lead the invocation today. I'd like everyone to raise your heads, open your hearts, and open your eyes as we dedicate our purpose today. We are here servants of of, I was going to name a lot of names. I probably shouldn't be too specific. Nope. We are here all gathered together with the common purpose of serving the good in the ways that we do. And let us keep that important purpose in our hearts and in our minds as we move forward and do the important work that we've been trusted to do. But then I'll, I'll, I'll usually say something else a little bit more specific to the meeting, but extremely secular and kind of in that bombastic sort of way. And then I'll say, let's go forward and let's do this together. How did we get here from peeing cat vomit? Oh, pray for me. Yeah. See what you've brought upon the world. <laughs> so Heidi, I would ask everyone to open their eyes, open their hearts, and lift up their heads. And focus on telling you that you can do it. Yeah, why'd your cat vomit? Take Better care of your cat. Okay, our next question is JK. from Heidi. I, okay, so to be clear, I asked for questions, comments, and crippling fears. Okay, we're just going to go along tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our crippling fear from Heidi is, hey, podcast, podcast, crippling fear. I'm irrationally terrified of being buried alive. The thought of it keeps me up some nights, but I'm also disgustingly obsessed with it and read about it all the time. Ooh, I love being kind of morbidly obsessed with things. I don't. I don't like skin things, and I avoid them at all costs. Yeah, like I told you, I really wish I didn't tell you this, because I really want you to read this book of, um... Oh, yes, A, a Scanner Darkly. I won't read it. So the book opens with a skin thing. Nope. kind of scary. Stop. Stop. I can't handle it. But... I'm too drunk for this. The whole... I have to go. Veronica. I'm leaving. Okay. She's, I'll be back. She's gone. <laughs> Okay. The rest of what I was gonna say is, but it ends like immediately, and nothing like it ever happens again. And it's fine. Oh, she's like sprinted out, so she can't even hear me loudly say that it's fine. But she'll never know that it's fine because I read chapter one, and I got scared because there's a skin thing, and I mentioned that there's a skin thing, and she'll never read the. We. uh, She's gonna go pee. So it's the Sam Brady show. You need the theme music. Welcome to the Sam Brady Show, Secret Show. 
All right, everyone. Today, here's the show where we fuck with Veronica. As it stands, it is March 31st, uh, Saturday, 2018 at 12.37 a.m. I want you guys to fucking rally on April 1st, and I want you to tweet at Veronica Cacao. That's just the one word. I don't want you to have a single explanation. I don't want you to say why. Don't you fucking snitch on me. But we're just going to do it, and it's going to confuse her. I'm never going to say why. She's not going to hear this because of the skin thing. And, and that's going to be what we're going to do. It's going to fuck with her. So just do it. It's going to be a good time. Hi, Veronica. Hello. Welcome Are you back. done talking about your disgusting things? Yes. Thank you. really wish I could say this because it's not about skin things. Well, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I had to pee. That's the real okay. reason I left. Can I? And I stepped in cat vomit. Can you believe it? Please pray for me. Just kidding. None of that happened except for the pee. All right. <laughs> what were you going to say? Skin things. And then it did... It's not skin things. If you think that it is, you will listen, not listen. Uh, l- I need you to trust me and hear me that it is not about listen skin things. Listen to me that I don't care. That what I think is when someone says skin things, I think of certain okay. things. And that's all okay. that it means to me. So what you're telling me is that, like, Veronica, I don't want you to think about itchy things on your brain. And sure. I'm like, too late! Okay. It's too late! I understand. I know it's very hard. We do our best, and I'll drop it, and we'll do it again after this. We... Why is it so important to you that I because you like this? Because there's no skin things in it except for, like, chapter one, and we could skip chapter one so that's the thing I complained to you that oh this book is creepy because there's a skin thing and it got my skin itchy alright I lost you I can't I'm never going to be able to say this sentence you're never going to be able to hear it we're going to move on listen to me and just say it while I scratch my head okay so there's not a fucking thing like that but the whole body of work of the book it's like in the prequel we're going to I'm going to find a copy of the book and I'll rip out the pages and it'll never be in there because it's so little and incidental to the story and doesn't matter and it's not even in the book and you've lived your whole life thinking that this book is just writhing with this horror thing that it doesn't have it doesn't earn this thing this weight that you put on it because it's not in the book and not important to the book it's just you're still scratchy we're just going to move on next question Courtney says Hey, podcast, podcast. I feel that the apocalypse... Podcast! <laughs> Welcome back, Veronica. I feel that the apocalypse... Hey. Yes. Listen. What? You love me. I do. I'm sorry that skin things I hurt accept me. that you'll never be able to read this book. Thank you. Hey... Even though there's no skin things in it. Hey, podcast, podcast. Stop it! There isn't. I fear that the apocalypse will come even though I and my geekly friends will survive. Parentheses, obviously close parentheses we'll never see each other again because we live so far apart and the internet will be destroyed parentheses this is something i think about to inordinate degree close parentheses okay so i think this is a crippling fear um yeah that is tough we're kind of you mentioned where to play one earlier something that it gets really right about the culture that we live in is that the friends that we make don't have to be friends in the traditional sense that we meet or have something in common or look the same or do the same. They can be anywhere from anything and we can just have got together from a, a shared love of something that carried us through and brought us together in a weird way. So it is a very scary thing to think about us suddenly being disconnected on the plug. That's why I chose to marry and move in with Veronica so I think it did work for me. <laughs> 
so that you can survive the apocalypse with me? Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. Thank you. Okay. Courtney, this is an irrational fear. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm really interested to see where this goes. First of all, I survived the apocalypse with Sam. Yeah. So you have the heart of darkness and the heart of light uh-huh. that are leading the geekly way to reconnection. We would get the internet back up. Are you fucking crazy? So here's what you do, Courtney. When you see someone has an irrational fear, you call them out on it and you confront them on it and you force them to stop it. Is that where we're going? Yeah, I know how to do things. (laughs) I have an irrational fear of leprechauns and every time I tell someone, they're like, that's stupid. So what? I don't give a shit. Listen, listen. Trust me. We would come and find you. Because we know where you're at. We have your addresses because we have all of these lists of things for merches and cons and things. And we would come in our goddamn vans and we would find you. And that's how we start Geekly Commune. Okay. Listen, you gotta be more hopeful about the apocalypse. I'm mostly excited about it because I get rid of all the bad people. And then I'm like, cool, now just me and my friends are gonna be eating Hot Pockets. And making a grid for ourselves. Okay. So, I, I uh, welcome the apocalypse. Bring it on, Donald Trump. He probably listens to this podcast. We live in such a stupid world. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you telling me about Dennis Rodman today? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is stupid. So let me mark this in time for, for when someone listens to this. Uh, there's not going to be any more than 15 years, I think, when those humans on Earth. Well, let's say someone listens to it in year 14. <laughs> there's still people. Uh, and and listen to an artifact of a more innocent time. It listens to this and wants to hear what, what data is on specifically. I'll tell you what data is on specifically. This is the day that Dennis Rodman went on Twitter and had a picture of Kim Jong-un on his Twitter feed that he photoshopped to have a Make America Great Again red baseball cap, might as well be a white hood, hat on, on that guy's head. And he said, I really hope that when my two friends, Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump, get together, they can get together in this spirit. And it was make America great again, and there was like a hot lot of hashtags like make make or not make it's just love, not war, and peace, and everything like that. So this guy wants his two buddies to just get along and then things will spin and make America great again. Dennis Rodman. I think like Dennis Rodman confuses Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un as like two ladies that he is friends with. Who's he like? Guys, I'd really like to fuck both of you at the same time. Yeah. Can we? It's just such a stupid fucking world. He's okay. fucking You want more identifiers for today. So the, the Roseanne from the oh, Roseanne show. Yeah. So after a couple of things for the, her success of her, of her first episode and, and people um, noticing how kind of uncomfortable some of the points of views that it take on, there's a lot of photos that came out. She was in a photo. Have you seen the photo shoot that she did where she dressed up as Adolf Hitler? So she's wearing a mustache, has a giant swastika on her arm, and she's baking in this. And she's baking a bunch of cookies, and they're burnt, and they say Jews on them. And so she's holding up this cookie tray of, like, burnt cookies that say Jews on them, dressed up as... as well, Hitler. I have a question. Where? Huh? What's the source for this? Oh, no, no. This has been absolutely confirmed to be her. This photo shoot was never released for the magazine, like, as intended originally, but she, she participated in this photo shoot. 
So then there's a lot of questions about her personal philosophies and 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 uh, some other things that came out today. Uh, specifically, I supported Donald Trump, kind of in the light of her having a lot of jokes that are in poor taste. And so one of the things that she said today is, what she, look, what you don't understand about my boy Donald Trump is not only has he never done, done a homophobic thing against his life. Wait, and, whoa, whoa, wait. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you said. Okay. When she says, not only, do, what you don't understand about my boy Donald Trump is not only has he never said a homophobic thing in his life and is very pro-gay rights, this person, she says, but he has rescued hundreds and hundreds of, of women, specifically a, a day or, or every month, I think, from uh, being enslavement and being in bad situations with pimps. And it's so great that we have a president that finally does that, that she, that she says today. And it says a lot of other very conspiratorial things <laughs> from French websites where they just make shit up about it <laughs> come out there today. So there's another marker for what day and, and time it is. I could say that it's March 31st, 2018, but no, I'll say that it's the day that the pushback that Roseanne gets from being dressing up as fucking Adolf Hitler and burning Jew cookies gets or she doesn't apologize for it but she says look what you don't understand about my problematic views is that trump rescues women from the indignity of their life as being forced into sexual slavery because i'm Roseanne and i believe whatever the fuck and no it's not a problem that i killed jew cookies and dennis rodman says my best friends kim jong-un and donald trump are gonna make america great again because that's how you support peace in our time <laughs> such a stupid fucking world People, everyone sucks all right i'm ending this podcast wait we have more questions uh, no yes <laughs> yes we have many more and i'm not gonna end on this all right so i can't let donald trump ruin my life or my buzz courtney i hope that answers your question <laughs> yeah thanks courtney boy i don't know what i'm gonna be dealing with tonight <laughs> yeah it's a dumb world heidi says bah ha ha that was supposed to say cat vomit I knew it. <laughs> she knew it. Uh, potentially Rob, uh, his Twitter name right now is Okay Charlie. We've got some walking to do. Says, "Hey podcast, podcast, advice on fostering creativity in children to as uh, prospective parent." Um. So both of my kids are super creative They're and very creative. I. They are both writers, and they like to make music. They like painting. Um, honestly, just give your kids access to all of these things. Yeah. Encourage them to write, read their stuff, and laugh at the jokes that you think that they're trying to make. And don't try and help them be better at it. Just be like, I really enjoyed that. Here are the things that I really liked. So that they learn what to lean into um, and give them lots of painting supplies. I have spent hundreds of dollars, hundreds, hundreds of dollars on canvases, paints, paper, crayons, all of these things for, for our kids to enjoy art. And it is a therapeutic and needed thing in their life. Um, and I think it's well worth it. I, I love reading everything that they write. I love listening to their little skits that they made. They did a skit today at the Arboretum. I recorded it and they were like, don't put that it's a skit. Just put that it's like our like real thing. Like that's how we really are. And I was like, okay, cool. 
<laughs> so we did a skit with him today, and Eden and I write sitcoms all the time. Yeah, we uh, we write a lot of sitcoms. Just it'll just be like her, I drive her to dance a lot. So like the way to and from dance, she'll yes. come up with very funny shows. That's a good one. What was the last one? I was like, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, she comes up with a lot of shows. It was really Punky Brewster. It was like the most Punky Brewster show she's ever done because it was like a precocious, very young. Uh, spunky kid uh-huh. and then like an older guy who was me who was like <laughs> working really hard and like making shit happen <laughs> but like super uh, like got like a lot going on <laughs> so I was a I was a young kid when Punky Brewster was out on the air uh-huh. and I really looked up to her I was just like man I wish I could be just like that how come I can't be an orphan did you ever I remember I tried to listen to, to play it for you, but did we ever get a chance to show you the Punky Brewster game that they play on, on Professor Blastoff? I don't oh, think it was so. so fucking funny. I think it was the funniest thing I did on that show. They had a lot of funny shit, but this was hilarious. I gotta find a really good Punky Brewster episode for you and play it for you. That's a good one. Um, so my answer to this question: advice. Give your children lots of access. Access. Yeah. Access is what it's all about. Access because, and encouragement. Yeah. And if they if they do it, fantastic. They don't have to be creative in any particular dimension there's not like a right or wrong way to be creative yeah and i think that too like the thing that i've seen from other parents is like oh my kid made a painting that's the best painting i've ever seen and you don't need to be bullshit with your kid your kid knows that so just be like that's a really good painting what i like about it is what were you thinking when um, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be, you don't need to tell them that they're the best in the world. They know they're not. So just let them have their goddamn art and stop putting your goddamn pressures on them. Okay. I'm going to spoil what the punky game is. Just because of the description of it. Okay, as please. As okay, is. go ahead. So Kyle Dunnigan, who does great impressions, does the old man in Punky Brewster. And he does him saying, Punky! 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 Mm-hmm. And you have to guess the situation in which he's saying punky. Like, what's <laughs> response to? And it's always the, situ- the real situation is something fucking ridiculous. I can't remember who her friends' names were, but I was always, like, really excited. Like, I, I thought that, like, when I... Okay, so I lived out in the country, and I watched Punky Brewster on TV, and so I thought that, like, when I went to school... I'd be going to school in the inner city. <laughs> and then, like, I'd have an apartment, you know? Uh-huh. Like, and my family would be moving to an apartment for me. <laughs> I'd have access to all these kids that would be nearby. <laughs> not what happened. You being an only child and, like, not having access to other children is such a defining thing for a lot of your childhood. Oh, memories. yeah. You I know. didn't have anyone to play with until I was... I mean, like, other than, like, maybe my cousins who would come over every other week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't have kids to play with until I was kind of too old to play. And I mostly just went straight into my teen years. That's really it. I was really alone for most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I guess another thing would be give your kids other friends. <laughs> Let your friends have, or let them have friendships and relationships. And I think that comes like a little bit later in parenting. Um, When you met Noah and Eden, they were still pretty young. 
And now they're getting closer to that tween time in their life. And um, I think that, like, right now I'm really pushing, you know, bring your friends over here and let me meet your friends and things like that. And so, yeah, I think that it's really important to allow your, for, er, allow your children to socialize. I, I was not a well-socialized kid mm-hmm. until I was much older. But, yeah. Yeah. That kind of... I had a couple like really close friends. Yeah. Um, but but like so very very few but very intense friendships. So when I was in kindergarten, I um I did not know because I did not have friends. I had like a couple of church friends. I have like a I have a friend who's currently my friend right now still. I mean, she's still a very good friend. We've been friends since we were 3 because we were in Sunday school together. But um other than her I did not know other children at all, and so I didn't know how to make friends. And so on my first day of kindergarten, I just saw someone, and I was like, would you like to be best friends with me? And her name was Jennifer, and she said, sure. And I said, okay, great. And that was my catalyst for play. I was like, I can't play with anyone that's not already my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how I introduced myself for play was like, would you like to be my best friend? Okay, good. Because now we can play. (laughs) Yeah. My longest best friend, I decided that we were best friends. Oh, okay. And he eventually decided that too, but not for like years after I had already decided. (laughs) We go, I'm not leaving until... (laughs) Until we do this handshake. (laughs) Did you ever have a secret handshake with anybody? No, I don't think so. That's too bad. You and Eden have a secret handshake, which is very fun. Yeah, it evolves and develops. It's, it's more like a secret dance shake. It's gotta be cool. <laughs> gotta be cool. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, sitcoms and handshakes. What's the second part of this question? Hey, podcast, podcast. Your YouTube channel is great. Keep it up. I think he's talking about mine because you haven't gotten on YouTube yet. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm always looking for feedback. So, mm-hmm. yeah. YouTube you know, is actually really fun to do. I'll have really you know enjoy. that I'm featured on a very popular Geekly YouTube video. Okay. But, but it's not your channel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your YouTube channel is great. I hope that you do Thanks. keep it up. Because I think I it's fabulous. It. And you are my top glow-up advice. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. What's the next part of this question? Or uh, uh, tweet? Hey, podcast, podcast. Irrational fear at present. Our baby will be way into sports and I don't know how to be a soccer dad. Hey, you're going to be fine. So I was... so So... I'm going to talk about my relationship with sports as a kid. I Go think. ahead. Um, so the most important... My dad, uh, I really wish that he had someone in his life that he could root for at sports games. Uh, I, I really do wish he had that. He, His mom desperately wanted a girl. And it was very known to her that my dad was going to be the last kid that she had. Like that was just a reality of their situation that they were very aware of going in. And I feel like they didn't know the gender, like, until the moment of, like, had opportunities to and just didn't, just because she was like, it was a girl and no one's going to tell me otherwise. This is a new story to me, so I'm excited to hear this. It is my dad that she gets. That is not what she wants. If my grandma gets something she doesn't want, she does, she will tell you or the situation that is not what she wanted. And it was very known to my dad from her that that it was not what she wanted. He was dressed up in dresses a lot as a kid and he fucking hated hated that like hated 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 my dad is the most guy Mm -hmm. most male most like 
classically masculine person you could ever possibly invent in a lab. He likes small engine repair. He likes the Washington Redskins. He likes fishing. <laughs> he likes his Camaro. <laughs> he likes motorcycles. Building things in his garage where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> he is the most dude that there has ever been that has ever walked the face of the earth. And that was very tough. So he's he's just really loves sports. He found himself in in football. He like got so into football. He's a pretty mild-mannered person a lot of the time. He can get a little hot, but like he broke his hand multiple times getting in fights in football. So much so that his bones are funny in his hand from fights from football. That's crazy. Yeah, he was a really he was a star weightlifter and football player in high school. Set records at both of those things for his high school. He also worked at a farm. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my father. (laughs) Uh, My father has all girls except for me. I'm the singular boy. I am like to him what he was to his mother. Kind of like the hope of like. Yeah. I am not what he wanted or asked for. (laughs) So I get signed up for every sport that exists. I am so desperate to do good at these sports. Um, and I have this really vivid memory of one of the first times and um, oh, I'm a little tipsy. So what's the name? Uh, little T-ball? Well, not T-ball, but like you're, you're playing baseball. Like blast ball? Little kind League, of is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Little League. League. So I have this very vivid memory of Little League, for example. It's so unclear to me, like the rules are murky, but I just really want to show the team that I can, I want to prefer even though I'm not good. I know I'm not good. I know it's not going to happen for me at this game. But I want to tell my coach to give me time that I'm going to be a good player and I'm going to try. And I really just want to show that. So I'm trying every interaction to show that as much as I can. And it's really unclear to me the rules. And I don't know when you can and when you can't steal bases. So I like basically steal a base at a time when it, like the play is long since ended. And it seems like I'm being an asshole if, if you would think that I know the rules. But I'm just trying to, you know, just disrespect it and, and, and just do things. But I'm like, don't understand that it's not cool. I just want to show that I want to try. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, Sam, get, get. It's so annoyed. Holding everyone up. The guy can't keep going. They, they really press on time. Just, Sam, get back there. You can't do that. I'm like, no, it's still I, I run. I'm going to run. Just like, and then like, they're like, can you, can you want to explain to him? Like all these kids are like, can I explain to him? Can you explain to him, to the coach? Can you explain why what he's doing is wrong or bad? And he's just like, tag him out that's my coach who wants me to go on says tag him out it's better for our time you to tag him out than me to try to talk to him basically oh what a terrible coach it's <laughs> one of my first years in sports it gets worse from there it's not good so every day after school it's sports because i need to succeed at sports because that's how my dad finds happiness in this world where he hasn't so it's basketball at basketball i i I guess I picked my nose. I was very young. I don't remember. But I, the reason that I was explained to me in very harsh language afterwards, the, the way I embarrassed my parents this time was that I picked my nose or something or, or didn't play or didn't run for the ball. It's soccer. I, I, there's something for that. One after the other, it, it goes bad. I do not do well in very hyper-masculous headings. Did I mention that I'm doing a very great Sailor Sunshine cosplay? Thank <laughs> you. I just can't succeed in hypermasculine settings, and I tried. And that's the tough thing is that I really tried. Like they pulled me out of things, they'd give up on it, and I'd I'd, I'd bring the try to bring their dream back because I wanted it to work. 
and it was not going to work. It just, I, I wasn't what they wanted or needed in that particular avenue. But I've got a stepson now who is an, a sports all-star. And I felt so uncomfortable with sports when I moved here. Like, just like, like at a knee-jerk reaction, would flinch. Just felt, like, terribly un- uh, uncomfortable and, and bad in a setting with that. But he, he's so happy at it. That I, I, I love his baseball games. And, and, I, and I love it because I, I love him. And, I, and I, like, if baseball's on the TV, I'll be curious to just watch it in, in a way that isn't associated at all with the stresses and the bad things that it was before. And it's going to be the same for you. So if you happen to have a child that likes sports and sports is a dark spot for you, that is not going to be a problem so much as you love that kid and you're, you're going to love what that kid loves and what makes that kid kid happen, uh, ha- kids happy. And I just know that that, that is true. So I, I really don't want you to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And one of the wonderful things that we have as parents is YouTube. So one of the things that I learned with Noah was there's like a whole series on YouTube for like how to do these like, you know, practices at home so that you can be involved in helping them practice or, you know, whatever. There's just all kinds of cool resources for parents nowadays that didn't exist back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I have the exact same problem with, um, our daughter in that she is, um, she's in cheer. She loves dance. Um, the things that she and I have in common for extracurriculars is she loves, you know, musical theater. And I'm like, okay, yes, yes, yes. This I understand. Um, and so she and I love all things musical theater, but I'm not so much into the gymnastics and the cheer and things like that. I was never into that. And so, but for me, I'm just like, I am 100% on board with everything she's doing. And the thing is, is that it's not about you. And you don't have to be good at it. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be the person that teaches them everything. What you have to be is that person that encourages them takes them to practice, pays for their shit, and lets them find the things that make them happy. And we are very lucky in that both of our kids really like D&D. And that's really fun because it's a shared interest for everybody. Your kid may not fucking like D&D at all and thinks that's like soups nerdy and they don't want to be associated with that. And that's cool. And hopefully you'll teach your kid like, Everybody gets to have their own things and mom and dad's thing or dad's thing is this. And that's cool because dad's a person and we, we are all allowed to like what we like. So, yeah. I, I think that Sam is spot on there. I, I, I don't think I'm adding anything to this other than my drunken ramblings. I know there are more questions. It is 104 a.m. I would 104? Really, we have so many games of hand and foot to play. I would really like if we could stop this episode here. Can we please stop? <laughs> I don't want to continue. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Thanks, guys. It's been great. <laughs> love you all very much. Samuel, you're so strange. I love you so much. These <laughs> well, like, bye! <laughs> yeah. I do run away from Dayball's abruptly. You're just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> do you remember the one time we were playing something with Brad? online i don't okay we're playing like fiasco i think with brad or something and oh yeah i'll have a good time <laughs> suddenly i'm just like i need to go to bed 
<laughs> it's like almost screaming at everyone. I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Sam is one of those people that like, I think that like when the party is over for you, you're like, okay, the party's over. <laughs> We're done here. I'm going to bed. Things can't continue. Goodbye, podcast people. <laughs> hey, I'm not done yet. We are we find a way to wrap it up. I'm finding the way and it is me being charismatic AF. And you being accommodating. Okay. okay. I love you very much, I love Sam. you, too. And I want you to be happy. I want you to be happy, too. What are the ways that you I can I don't be? have much more podcast to give. Listen, listen. I love you very much. And I want you to know that I think that you're great. And that I have really enjoyed having this time with you. And one of the reasons that I wanted to podcast with you on this Good Friday, which has turned into Super Saturday, <laughs> uh, is that I enjoy our time together, and I really enjoy learning new things about you, which I always do on podcast. That's one of the fun things about this show, is that people will ask us questions, and it really allows me an opportunity to see into your past, present, and future that often doesn't come up in, you know, just organic conversation. So I love doing this show with you because I think it helps me get to know you better. And I understand that you're very tired, but I wanted to say that to you and that I love you. Thank you. I love you too. And we love you too, listeners. Yeah. But especially you tulips. Yeah. True loves. True loves. Truly. <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs>